0: You're listening to Consciously Crude,
1: unapologetic truths the collective is ready for, granting permission for the incognito spiritual badass to dive deeper into the magic of their universe.
0: Come out of the spiritual closet, awaken your courageous heart, step deeper into your divine power. These are the quantum
1: upgrades your matrix is ready for. Let's dive deep. Welcome back listeners to the innately intuitive series. This week, we are diving into part two of connecting to our innately intuitive gifts. So, we have um, a really, really awesome topic for you today. But before we dive into that, we want to just reiterate one of the key foundational points that we've touched on multiple times. And if you haven't listened to our episode, Why the Fuck Aren't You Meditating? go listen to that. (laughs) And, um, you know, if you don't have time to do that or you just want to follow along in this episode, we're going to talk about meditation again. So we are going to be touching into, um, why meditation is so important for this innately intuitive practice. Um, and yeah, let's just dive right in jazz. How does that sound?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, reiterate why meditation is so important in terms of using your innate gifts and using your ability to connect with energy because we all connect with energy differently. Yeah. So you know, this goes back to like comparing mindfulness and meditation, right? When we're out in the world and we're being mindful, that's awesome. And I think that's so healthy and important. But when we're in meditation, it's a totally different ballgame. When we're in meditation, we are doing our best to observe the present moment, right? Mm-hmm. We're connecting with our breath as an anchor to bring us back and back and back again and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I stumbled on my words there.
1: Yeah. I think almost, and perhaps you can offer some insight to this. I'm almost imagining mindfulness is like you are sitting in a movie theater watching a movie. So you're like watching your body, let's say watching the moment, but meditation is almost like you are watching the person watching the movie.
0: (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. 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 (laughs) Cool. 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 So Yeah. When we're in our meditation practice, um, the way that I teach is you use that breath as an anchor to come back and observe what's going on in your experience. So when we enter meditation with an expectation of how we're going to feel or what we should feel, we're really missing the point. When we come to meditation to observe and see and just simply show up for ourselves, that's really holding space for yourself and it allows for you to connect with your present experience. And this is where these gifts will come through for you.
1: Mm -hmm. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So perhaps are you, um, you know, when you're talking about these gifts, can you maybe elaborate a little bit? Like which gifts are you talking about here?
0: Yeah. So, well, this is what the episode today is all about. Oh my God. As if. (laughs) Leaving them hanging, yeah. Uh, Our clear senses, and so the clear senses are the different senses that we have to connect with energy. You know, we have Mm -hmm. our tangible five senses our scent, our sight, our our taste, our feel. (laughs) What 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 do I do again?
1: (laughs) What does my human body do again?
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is how we connect with the matrix, right? Yeah. Are these clear senses are how we connect with our inner landscape, our inner world, our unconscious, if you will. yeah, it's a whole nother playground.
1: The omniverses, the multiverses, yes. all the, the all the interesting stuff that we can't explain and don't understand. this yeah, is where we I mean, get to play.
0: yeah, we don't need to understand, right this mm-hmm. is This is where logic and reason are kind of out the window a little bit when it comes to energy work and intuition. This is the realm of the feminine, mm-hmm. right? The, mm-hmm. the masculine is there holding space, right? You're, you're, it's still present mm-hmm. and it's the observing of self that that's where the masculine is.
1: Yeah. I had a really beautiful reframe shared with me today, which was that the masculine is the light. So it's what's already been existed. It's mm-hmm. already exists, kind mm-hmm. of like the, like the physical space, the physical realm. And then the feminine is not, it's, you know, it's, it's dark and it's shadow, but that doesn't make it negative. It Mm. just makes it a realm of possibility. Mm. And so when we look into space and we like see like, like a picture of space, perhaps we see all this darkness and we think, oh my God, there's so much space. There's so much room. The reality is actually that there's a gridded matrix. It's actually so dense. There's Mm. so much more density than we can even imagine. And there is so much room for possibility of what is to be created next.
0: Mm-hmm. That's scary. Ooh, it can be so <laughs> scary. It can be so awesome too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So Claire Senses, we have about five main Claire Senses, I think. Yeah,
1: we have five yeah. <laughs> that we're talking about. <laughs>
0: So the first one is clairvoyant. And I want to start with this one because I think that when we're starting out learning about our own gifts and trying to develop them, this is the one that we tend to want to grasp towards the most. So clairvoyance is a Mm clairseeing. So we want to see the visions. We want to see the colors. We want to see the things, right?
1: We imagine like a that's so Raven moment. (laughs) What's that? You never watched that, so Raven? Oh my God! Did you never I, watch I don't, that show? I
0: knew, I knew about it, but I don't think I watched it. My okay, well, it's, it's a Disney, it's
1: an old Disney show of Raven Simone, and she would have like these like like vortex moments, and it would show like her like literally like bug eyed. It would zoom into her like third eye, and she would like literally see the future as oh. though it was playing out in like a movie, and then oh. she'd come back and be like, oh, I had a vision. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so not like that oh <laughs> <laughs> <Aw>, dang <laughs> the hollywood tainted views i mean you know what that might be an expression that you experience that might be something that you experience but yeah. when we're first starting out um it's not these vivid well i shouldn't even say that you're gonna have your own experience mm-hmm. but the point that we want to make is that we don't have to uh, predict what that experience is going to be. Yeah, right. That's that's the logic and reason wanting to come in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So if we see flashes of memory or if we see flashes of images, they're all messages in a in a sense. And eventually, we get bits and pieces that that give us insight and clarity. But it's not for us to just like take them and like try to figure it all out.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, the unconscious mind is symbolic in nature. Mm-hmm. So those visions or those, you know, within the mind's eye, the things that we're seeing, the clear seeing, we might start out by just getting symbols or, or like you said, those memories and they might seem really abstract or strange because again, we're, we're playing within the realm of the feminine mm-hmm. and the feminine is not logical. The feminine is emotional and irrational mm-hmm. and all kinds of beautiful things. So, um, yeah 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 totally
0: my clairvoyance doesn't come through with visuals um what happens for me is i will actually see uh different colors of energy that look like blobs that leave my body and then just kind of dissipate into space um but it's it's always connected to a specific area that is related to the chakra and it's very obvious. It, it matches with my breath and when I have big mm. exhales, so it's, it's like I see the energy slowly leaving my body and creating this bulge of of just matter and yeah. then releasing. So it's kind of cool.
1: I remember when I was young, I used to um you know you, you know kids just kind of like stare off into space. Yeah. So I'd like look at like, you know, looking at someone's face and you just kind of go, it's actually called, it's called learning state. So learning state is where like you're, you basically what they teach in meditation, which is like, look at your third eye and like allow your periphery to open. Mm -hmm. And it makes us, uh, brings us into a state of unconscious awareness and allows information to come in and you can learn faster, Um, you know, much, much faster. So you think about like kids in school where they're kind of like, just like, you know, mouth open, like, uh, like just looking up at space, they're actually learning at a rapid rate, right. um, which is very funny because often they're, it's like, ah, pay attention. They're paying, <laughs> they're paying a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I used to go into learning state. I would just kind of drift off and I would see people's faces. And then I would suddenly, and this was like with my eyes open, I would see colors start to appear in front of their face. Mm-hmm. Almost like when you look into like a light for long enough and you look away, like colors will kind of um, stand out. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know until I was older that I was actually like probably seeing aura colors. Yeah. Um, and you know, that I was a very, I was a very visual kid. I used to draw for hours and I could literally like imagine in my mind what it was that I wanted to create on the paper without having ever seen it. Right. So those clear seeing, you know, we, we, it's very creative. It's a very creative energy.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Oh, cool. Okay, moving on. Yeah, clear what's audience. the next one?
1: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Clear audience. <laughs> I need to listen better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> clear audience are clear hearing. Clear. Uh, I am very much connected with this one, and it has blasted open for me since COVID. Okay. So... In my line of work, I have hands on techniques. And when COVID hit, I thought, shit, how am I going to do my job if I can't put my hands on people? Mm-hmm. And as I do, I trusted the situation and flowed with life. And, you know, the next choice was to bring my offerings online. And as I did that, it was very interesting how different channels started to open up for me. And I started hearing and speaking what I uh, would speak what I heard. And the messages were very, very resonant. I remember in one session, the woman happened to leave her mic on. I don't usually do that. I just mute them. But she shouted out halfway through the session, what is this sorcery? (laughs) Because the messages were so on point and we're just like downloading through. Um, And yeah, so what clear audience is, is a a clear hearing of uh, energy. So whether it's your spiritual team, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a message for someone else from uh, someone who's passed. Mm -hmm. Uh, for me, when I'm working with someone and I connect to an energetic blockage within them, I am able to channel the information as to what it is, why it's there, what put it there, what it needs for it to release. Um, and almost like giving a voice to these, these blocks, if you will, it's quite interesting. I'm still figuring it out.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So do you hear, and this is just you know, for our listeners and for those who are also maybe resonating with this, it's like, do you like audibly hear as though someone's in the room with you talking to you? Is that what you're hearing?
0: Um, so that's interesting. Um, for people who are very, very strong in clear audience, I'm thinking of my girl, Mary Lune, who's a channeler. Like she would probably say yes to you. Okay. For me, I'm very much... Also connected with Claire Cognizant and I would say that that is stronger of mm-hmm. the senses for me. So that intertwines with this. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's more of I am hearing the words sort of spoken in my head, but at the same time I'm speaking them. Gotcha. It's it's not like I'm listening and I'm hearing, and then it's and then I'm repeating. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. coming through at the same time, and I. So we can kind of dive into their cognizance. Here is a clear knowing, which takes in a very deep innate trust in self. Right? Well, mm. not innate. A, a deep trust in self that can be there or cultivated.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So when I'm connecting to this energy and the information is coming through, I am trusting that that what is coming through is not for me. It it is what needs to be said.
1: Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I totally um, resonate too with that clear cognizance because that I feel is probably my, uh, maybe not even my strongest one, but I know that that's been one that, as you said, like I've had to cultivate that trust
0: right?
1: because that intuition um, is so strong and there's almost this like act of like gaslighting yourself of like, well, do I know that? Like, is that true? Right. Like, I don't know. Like I think maybe that's, I shouldn't even say that, or I can't possibly know that information to then find out later that the person's like, what the actual fuck, how did you, how did you know that? And it's just a, uh, it's, it's like an, it's a gut instinct. And um, to me it makes sense when we think about the way that our mind is constructed in terms of our, um, Reptilian brain, mammalian brain, prefrontal cortex, like we have these two ancient brains that used to have to communicate through primal signaling. Yes. So like for you to deny that part of yourself and go, oh, this is all a bunch of woo-woo hoopla, is like, okay, well, tell that to your primal brain, dude. Like it is talking to you. And if you're not listening, then that's not that's not our problem. Like
0: Yeah, no, I hear you. I I think. Intuition is a very, not only sacred, but, um, oh, there's a word that I'm trying to say. It's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. Intuition is is a way of knowing. And it has been denied as a way of knowing for very long, but Mm -hmm. valid. Intuition is a valid way of knowing, just as valid as logic and reason. Yes. But we discredit it. Mm-hmm. And I think women especially are intuitive beings, mm-hmm. right? You know, we, we even hear fem- female intuition. That's a thing.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and you know, I'm just going to spit out like a bit of a theory here. That's coming to my mind right now is this is a way that women have been shut down mm-hmm. of, living in a society that doesn't validate the intuition as, um, equal to logic and reason. Yeah. It's witchcraft, if you will.
1: Take, take the very thing that is the most powerful and make it shameful, humiliating, and crazy. And suddenly now it's not so powerful because not because it's not powerful because the person who is in that experience is disempowering themselves. You don't have to do anything at that point. They can just disempower themselves from there on out. Absolutely. And I think that when we think of these structures of like government and, you know, these areas in life that are very, um, like structural and like, you know, logic-based and analytical based, and we simply go on what the stats are, what the data is, what the science says, well, that is one part of the picture, but that's not whole. Right. And there's a whole other part of it that when we deny that, it's like, well, when, when we don't when we don't accept the part, we don't accept the whole. Right. So it 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 in my like in my experience, my own feeling, the way that I feel about it is that I'm like it then discredits the logic because I'm like, well, if we're not going to look at the other side, it's like one person arguing with themselves.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Good point. And, and that's so crazy. <laughs> you know, when you do get that logical, reasonable, reason that logical, reasonable, reasonable, whatever that <laughs> word is, information. Um, I think in order to honor the intuition, you need to allow yourself to sit with that information and ask, how does this feel in my body?
1: Yeah.
0: What is the feeling that I'm getting as I receive this information? Is it creating more fear within me, more yes. scarcity, more lack, more narrative or rhetoric of this story that I'm not wanting to buy into anymore? hmm or does this feel light? Does this feel good? Does this feel at like a vibration of love, you know? Yeah, man, groovy. <laughs> groovy. <laughs> and, and I think that goes into kind of a segue into our next sense is the clear sentient, the mm-hmm. clear feeling, mm-hmm. right? A lot of us are very tapped into this, but also kind of just shush it off. Mm-hmm. When your body feels a certain way, when your heart starts to beat, when you're feeling that gut feeling in your stomach, when you're getting goosebumps, when you're tightening, these are all different feelings and sensations that your body is having to tell you a message and to talk to you.
1: Yeah. And that these feelings, again, when we're we're thinking about, you know, the more that we talk about this topic, the more that I'm like, let's just dive into like the feminine and how the feminine has been repressed you know, when we have these feelings and the the conditioning, the programming has been, you know, brush it off, stuff it down, rub some dirt in it, get over it, Mm, be a man, whatever. Yeah. Shrug it off. You're fine. There's no reason for that right now. Why are you crying? Whatever the, the feeling is, um, there is a relationship now with, um, not being able to safely experience emotion, not being able to safely experience feeling. And, um, and I think it's really subtle too. Like there are ways that I see this, um, even in the way that I, I notice my parenting, um, with my son, it's like, I'll, I'll, I've had to correct myself where like, you know, he's eating something and I'm saying like, I'll oh, have three more bites. And then I ask myself why. His body is, is feeling full. Why am I telling him to distrust his gut, his own intuition? But this is so, this is so part of the narrative. This is so part of the, the generational programming of finish what's on your plate, like, you know, mm. and, and and when we do that to to children's bodies, we teach them to not trust themselves and their feelings. Mm. And when we tell a child, like, oh, go give a hug to grandma even though they don't want to, even though they don't feel like it, and we tell them to go against their own body's protective agency, it's teaching them that somebody else's feelings are more important. Oh, but you're gonna hurt her feelings. If you don't hug her, you'll hurt her feelings. Okay, grandma, fucking grow up. fucking grow up and like, stop putting responsibility on this child to make you feel whole. How about that? Like, <laughs> cause it's like, this is not their responsibility. They didn't come into this world to validate you. They're their own human having their own experience. Mm-hmm. And so this clear feeling, you know, we were talking about um, how this is a really common one. And I think that many people are shut off from this because of the mass programming that we're, that we're all part of. Um, and it's our, we have to choose to separate from that
0: yeah absolutely and i think that as we grow older there is a internal program that develops that is very much supported by society and that is that when you are having these heavy quote-unquote negative emotions well you better check yourself you better fix yourself like what's wrong with you like Mm -hmm. why are you angry why are you sad why are you depressed why are you why do you need to grieve right and we tell ourselves that when we're when those emotions come up, we're not allowed to experience them. Mm-hmm. We have to look, make them look pretty. Or I don't, I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. why we've gotten to the point where we're so afraid of our anger,
1: or that we have to have, like you said, a reason. Like, why are you angry? Yeah. What if I'm just angry? and i just and it's or it's like what if rather than i am just angry what if i am experiencing anger it's not i am this it's coming through me the same way that all energy moves yeah but when we label it and when we um and when i say label like when i identify with it mm-hmm. when i go this is my anger it's like okay well now you've just held on to it so enjoy holding on to that <laughs> um enjoy stuffing that down it's not going to feel good um and you know we we ultimately um i believe that like if we can imagine a spectrum of emotion it's not like you can just turn down your negative quote unquote emotions um right. you can't just turn them off and keep all your happy ones on right you're, you're you're dulling all of them right so expression and especially right now in this current collective experience i think there's been a really beautiful one thing that's like you know the the pit that is turned into the peach is that I think of like, you know, Oh, like we're in this really intense experience, but people are being, are able to see each other for who they really are at the core of their humanity. You know, you have the person who's like on a zoom call with their kid and they're like, you know, they're exhausted and they're they're like, Hey, hold on a second. And they're having to mute themselves to like have a stern word or, um, You know the person that's like, "Oh, how am I doing today?" I'm actually really struggling. Like that honesty that can now happen is quite a beautiful byproduct of something that
0: was not great. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I want to say something here because I think this is a question I get asked a lot, yes. and because I ta- I say on my social media, I post a lot about talk about holding space for your emotions and holding space for yourself. Yeah, and. I get a lot of questions of like what that means. And there's a lot of confusion around what that means. And, you know, I think that people think you get angry and you're supposed to like coddle yourself and hold yourself and love yourself. Mm -hmm. Where holding space for your emotion and whatever that is, is, you know, if you're angry, you're screaming into a pillow. You're punching that pillow. You're yeah. expressing that anger, and that is holding space for that anger. And I think a lot of people are, are fearful to show up for themselves in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you and I both know when you show up for yourself in that way, whoo, baby, yeah, good. It
1: feels so good. I've had some of the most ecstatic bliss in my life, Jazz, mm-hmm. when I had a um, an experience of an anger meditation. I don't know if I've shared this with you before. Um, but yeah, I like I was screaming "fuck" while smashing a pillow with a uh, a wooden dowel. So I was at a workshop, and it was like, "Okay, we're gonna get angry and like let it out." And I was like, "I don't have any anger in me. But I don't know where I'm gonna access it." Here I am, like just like "fuck," like screaming and smashing this pillow. And you know, did it for probably probably not more than like two minutes, like you know, total. Um, That's enough. Yeah, my heart rate was so high, and I just laid on the ground and I kept breathing. And when you know we finished the the practice, like there was a, med- a sound bowl meditation that just kind of cleared the space, mm. and I feel like I was fully in samadhi, like I was in a full state of bliss. I don't time stopped. I don't even know how long I laid there. It Could have been two hours. Could have been five minutes. Mm. Um, I felt like I could lie there forever, and I felt complete inner peace. Mm. And I was like, oh this was on the other side of my full-blown expression, Mm. you know, what if we had the opportunity to do that safely? And I think that that space you talk about is like, it's a physical space in the sense that like, you know, maybe you're going to choose not to do that, like in the grocery store, um, on a Tuesday afternoon or maybe you will, I don't know, it's your choice, but, um, you're going to carve out like a sacred space for it, a physical space. And then an intentional space of like, whatever shows up, shows up it's a place of non-judgment. When it's over, it's over. Yeah. And whatever emotion shows up, whatever feeling, it's not about making it better. It's about being all in, playing at a hundred percent. And when it's done, it's it's done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love doing dynamic meditations that include anger outbursts on my retreats. Uh, You know this. Um, but you know, you, everyone's blindfolded, you crank the music up and to shake that energy out in the first night and then have the rest of the weekend of just bliss is just always such a beautiful experience.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. That could be in itself. I'm like, I'm getting some like beep, boop, beep, boop. Like you and I need to talk about some ideas because I'm like, (laughs) I think there's a lot of angry people right now that could probably use that.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to a field and we'll just do it up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so once we have sort of tapped into all of our senses, so we got our clairvoyant, our clairaudient, our clairsentient, and our claircognizant. Mm-hmm. So again, we're going to be sitting in meditation and we're just going to observe what comes up for us. And are we seeing, are we hearing, are we knowing, are we feeling? And as we get more and more in touch with those aspects of ourselves, I like to introduce, uh, what is called Metatron's cube. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So if you want a visual, just to Google it. <laughs> Cause like, this is a podcast,
1: so this <laughs> is the best we can do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but basically what it is, is a sacred geometry, um, thing yeah it's like i don't want to use the word thing
1: it's like the most powerful sacred geometry of the universe um and when we say sacred geometry it's the idea that like everything you know envisioning that this entire collective consciousness is a matrix you know a series of zeros and ones like there is a math a mathematical um coding that this that this matrix or that this reality is constructed of and that this metatron's cube is the and feel free to cor- correct me, Jazz. It's like the 369 um, coding that shows up in the physical form.
0: Mm, I'm not sure. Okay, cool. I just, use it I, I just use it as a tool and I'm about well, to explain how.
1: <laughs> Maybe we should get some quantum physicists on here to talk about sacred geometry and that would really help, I think. Yeah, absolutely. We can do that. We're manifesting but- it.
0: If you look at this, if you look at this beautiful, um, sacred geometry outline, there are, there's a point in the middle and surrounding that middle, there are circles. There are, I believe nine and nine Mm -hmm. or six and six, I forget. So yeah, it's not six and six. So when I'm in meditation, it's a cube. (laughs) People are probably like, what the fuck are they talking about? So when I'm in meditation, I visualize that I'm in the center of this sacred geometry. So look it up so you know what I'm talking about. And when I'm in the center of this, I am surrounded by six pillars. One behind me, one in front of me, one behind me to my left, one behind me to my right, in front of me to my left, in front of me to my right. And each of these pillars holds one of my spiritual teams or guides. Mm. One of the energies that is working with me. Mm -hmm. So this could be an angel, a guardian angel, a cosmic being, an ancient ancestor, a past loved one, um, an entity from the plant kingdom, an entity from the crystal kingdom, uh, animal kingdom, all sorts of different energies. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I'm in my meditation and I'm centered in that piece, I am able to focus my awareness in one direction, or if I'm receiving, I can f- I can feel where'm which direction I'm receiving that energy from. Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: Totally. yeah. I, I'm imagining like a stadium and you're like in the yeah. center, and it's just like the the feeling is kind of like whether it's like a physical feeling or like a a sensing, like kind of like um, where your focus keeps going, diverting to.
0: Right. And it's going to be different for all of us, right? Yeah. So maybe, maybe you're hearing from a certain direction. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're seeing from a certain direction. You're simply knowing that you're needing to focus on a certain direction. Yeah. And this is how we uh, really get in touch with our spiritual team and guides. And this is our counsel. This is where we can go. And this is the space that we can enter when we're needing our own guidance and needing to discern and figure out things for ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. I had um, the recommendation as well to imagine that this like cube is entering through your crown and like sitting at your pineal gland and just like sitting in your mind as you meditate. And I was like, oh, I love I'm going to try that and we'll see what
0: happens. I love that. Mm-hmm. I, I was once given the advice to print it out and to color it Ooh. and it really I helped know. me to connect. Yeah. I love really that. Me, like connect with it. So I recommend to do that and just to like flow with whatever colors feel like you're pulled to.
1: Totally. Totally.
0: And that could even be how you start connecting with your team, right? The different colors that are there might even represent something for you
1: hmm Absolutely. And, you know, I think that it would be a really good idea to do another innately intuitive episode on how to connect to that team and what that sounds like and looks like. So, Jazz, tell me a little bit about what Claire Empathy is.
0: Yeah. So this one is like the forgotten sense. <laughs> and I like to think about this as empathy done unconsciously. Okay. And so, you know, when we think of empathy you're really there holding space for another, right? You're listening to their emotions, you're you're validating them in their experience, and you're really hearing them and seeing them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you're doing so with boundaries. Mm-hmm. Right. And when we talk about clear empathy, it's done so in a lack of boundaries.
1: Gotcha.
0: So you're maybe not holding space for that person so that they can express their emotions. You are holding space for that. Sorry. You're not holding space for that person. You're literally taking on that energy and those emotions for them. Right. Like a murderer. Yeah. Or like a people pleaser, if you will, like someone who is always wanting to uh, do good for others or be there for others or rescue others. They're, they're taking on a lot of other people's energies without realizing it mm-hmm. um and so this is not really a sense that you want to connect with if, if you are doing this this is one of the senses that we want to get out of doing
1: mm-hmm. and release from mm-hmm. and create like you said boundaries with it's like right being able to have um i think that consent not just you know in a in a sense that like you know you're in a room with someone, they're crying and you're like, oh, maybe I'll go give them a hug because that's what, you know, a good person does um, versus like, do they want that hug? And like, what if you're interfering with like their, you know, if you want to prescribe to karma, like it's like, if you're going in and going like, I'll take that on for you, you're interjecting and injecting yourself into someone else's contracts, so to speak, their, their ideology, their
0: stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I think it also continues the rhetoric of the bad emotions. We can't hold space for them, right? Mm-hmm. So if someone else is crying and you have to go to their rescue to make them feel better, like why? Why can't we honor their process? Mm-hmm. Why, can't we, why can't we honor that they're, they're struggling through something and just simply hold space for that?
1: Hmm. Hmm. There's like a couple of reframes that that brought to mind, which is like one that no one makes anyone feel anything. Mm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You can't make grandma sad because you don't hug her. She right. has already got sadness within her that she has not expressed, and you are triggering that. And that's not your fault. That's not right. your responsibility
0: but then when we feel guilty, that's when we take it on, right? Mm-hmm. That, that guilt is, is you. Now you've taken the sadness and you've alchemized it into guilt and you've put it in your own body.
1: Right, and you, and you just don't got to do that.
0: No. Not necessary.
1: And I think that that's a, that's a practice for...
0: I mean, I'll,
1: I'll speak to my practice. like That's a practice for me for sure of going like, once again, I don't need to save everyone. I don't okay. need to make sure everyone feels happy all the time. That's their, that's their work. Yeah. And that can be, I mean, that is triggering. That's hella triggering for people. But like, if I'm holding back my expression because I'm afraid they're going to be triggered, I'm also just continuing my own cycle of shit. So yeah,
0: I find that quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I experienced that a lot too, especially when I was personal training. Mm-hmm. Feeling like I was responsible for all these people's like health and wellness and what they're going through, and I and I I burnt out just by working with people in that way. Yeah, and yeah. just constantly taking on for people and, and feeling like other people's success was my responsibility. Right, and, and it's like, not not no, and and that kept me from really showing up for myself for figuring out how. I can offer my services to the world in, in a way that feels powerful for both ends. Yeah. You know? Yeah, So absolutely. It's, it's
1: interesting. Yeah. And that, that, that empathy, um, you can have that, like still have that empathy in the sense that like still have perhaps, a, or a reframe word like compassion, have compassion. Mm-hmm. Yes. While witnessing with boundaries that you're like, but that's not my shit. Yes. And you can go ahead and play in your mountain of shit and smear it all over yourself, but I'm good over here and I don't really want to take it on or play in it. So like thank you, but no thank you.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Or if you want to be there for that person, like I I like to call it applied empathy, right? Where you're really you're not offering advice, you're not offering guidance or or your perspective or whatever it is. Is you're literally almost like robotically. I see you, I hear you, that must have been hard, oh, I'm so yeah. sorry, mm-hmm. you know? It's mm-hmm. almost like a detachment of self when it comes to applied empathy.
1: Yeah, and even as you say that, like you say, you, you use the word robotic, but even if you're doing that from that place, like it doesn't have to be as though you don't, like it's that you're a robot, it's that you're like, right. you really do see them, you really do hear them, you right. also don't need to feel them, you don't need to feel it all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think for the person starting out to, to detach themselves from taking it all in, it's yeah. helpful to apply the robotic feeling at the beginning,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and to have until the you feel yeah until you feel safe and you can offer that compassion as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally, and that even in in detaching from the unconscious patterns of being a clear empath,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: you will hit your own shit as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You'll, you'll, you'll hit your, your stuff um, and you'll be like, oh my God, but this feels so foreign. I'm not taking it on. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. and, and to let that be your work.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Amazing. Okay. Awesome. This <laughs> episode was like full of juicy moments. I'm so excited to mm-hmm. see what we're going to come up with next. Mm-hmm.
0: if any of y'all have any ideas in terms of you know content that you're wanting us to put out there and talk about please feel free to send us a message
1: yes reach out and if there are any senses that someone else is feeling or mm. experiencing and they want to share it with us i'd be very curious to
0: know what other gifts exist thanks for tuning into the show this week we are so grateful for another opportunity to dive deep with you
1: if you want to connect with us even further head to our website www.consciouslycrude.com there you will find how to get in touch with both of us upcoming events and workshops and
0: links to our social media platforms we always welcome your input so feel free to comment your questions make guest suggestions and let us know what you learned
1: and it is so 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 appreciated that you please rate comment and share as so we can grow this conscious collective platform With gratitude,
0: Amanda and Jazz.